0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy.
1: Fall guy. That's what the poster said?
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to
1: make you happy. Trying to make it out? because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire Football Podcast edition. Jeremy Moss here, hanging out with Matt Kennerly. Off-season's here, but we don't give up. We're always around, so football, right? Every week.
0: We're all in this together.
1: That's as Which will be our theme? We're all in this together. MWWire.com, football. Our Josh Allen page is going strong. Thank you for stopping by and looking at that. Tonight, we're going to announce we have an Instagram page where we have seven followers. Thank you very much. <laughs> Matt, have you followed our page yet? Uh,
0: I'm pretty sure I have. Hmm. He says as he picks up his phone to make
1: sure as he says no <laughs> it's okay. Um, that's fine. I haven't followed it either on my own account.
0: <laughs> this shows just how important it is.
1: Exactly. Hey, I've made two photos without any promotion, has like one has eight likes in a comment. Not bad. Which will be our topic tonight. Who's number one? Because we're tonight we're doing two topics senior bowl stuff and then our stupid early upset. Extravaganza twenty eighteen picks and predictions. Sounds good to me. So if you want to hold, if you want to hold on to these as uh, the truth until August, sure, why not?
0: Yeah, but then you're just then then you'll hold it against us, which you know.
1: (laughs) Hey, have you seen our uh, messages on Facebook? People hold a lot of things against us. (laughs) That is very true. But no, we're it's, it's for fun. Like it's really early. We've already done some of these. Like we did a staff poll. I did a I filled out a or made my own top twenty five. Did a, uh, looked around at all the other places. that did top twenty five stuff for next year. But it's offseason. We want to talk football. We we'll, we will bring in some nonsense as always. But tonight I think with the Senior Bowl stuff, we we got plenty to talk about. We're just, I think there's very little room for nonsense tonight. But if you want to follow us on Instagram, I will make some more photos and do a few things. Hopefully, you like it. It's just Mountainless Wire on Instagram, so see what's there. It might be some goofy stuff, who knows? You never know. You never know. Alright, so should we do a senior bowl? Is that the let's, place to start, I believe? Let's do it. So, Josh Allen. You either love him or hate him. That's what I'm getting out of the Senior Bowl. That does seem to
0: be the overall message.
1: We're also not you and me are also aren't really on the same page because you you more like him than don't, than I do not like him is that still correct?
0: Yes and no. I mean, I know that we we kind of diverged on our opinions throughout the year, but you know, kind of like you know what we talked about in our last podcast. He didn't take the step forward that I thought he would, and so you know, in what I've seen of the Senior Bowl practices so far, like I'm not sure that you know, the product justifies the the high first round hype. Like, is he a project quarterback? Probably, because, I mean, I don't think there's any doubting he has the raw tools. But, you know, someone is probably going to draft him to be the savior of a franchise. And at least right now, I don't know if he's been productive enough to really justify that kind of hype.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird because I we've watched him a lot and like like I did the podcast go I definitely going to listen to it I'm gonna try to get a lot of guys who are down in Mobile over the next couple of weeks and it won't be all Josh Allen we'll talk about because Michael Gallup Pro Football Focus has him as a first round pick Shard Penny's getting compared compared to you told me uh, Kareem Hunt so there's so there's a lot of guys who are getting hype there and we won't just be focused on Allen but he's obviously if he's a first round pick. Like we did when Derek Carr is in the league, we did mock drafts every week. We did all sorts of stuff to capitalize and sort people to come to us because we've seen him the most. I feel a little bit vindicated from. Well, first off, the interview. It's Ryan McChrystal Crystal from Bleacher Report. He's covered the draft for like a decade. And what? Also, real quick, why don't we beat writers? Cool your jets, guys. Relax. You don't need to be nitpicking over everybody because you have, to have not, too much time on your hand or not enough time on the day. I should say, to Twitter, to be pissy against people, but. Here's the thing. I chatted with him. He did a tweet. It's on our website. It's also the prior podcast, about 30 minutes. He did about 80 or so tweets on a million, essentially a million throws it seemed like going through each one. So he's not like cherry picking when he threw at people's feet or threw over his head or interceptions. He shows good plays and bad plays. But mm-hmm. at the Senior Bowl, this tweet, um, I don't think I, th- I think it's from t- earlier in today. I did an article on Monday about it. But first off, go listen to that because I think he did a good job breaking it down a little bit about where Allen's good or not good. But one thing I saw, like Mike Mayock apparently loves uh, Josh Allen, which is fine. Mike Mayock, good guy, NFL Network. I saw a tweet today for, uh, for, for the uh, Thursday practices as when we're recording. Mike Mayock goes uh, something like, praises Allen for a great great pass on the tweet. And then Charles Robertson – no, Charles Davis, excuse me, I believe. Yeah, Charles Davis, Um, he does NFL, calls NFL games, college stuff we're used to. He, he, like, his, the snarky comment after the quote was, well, this time at least he got to the receiver. And so it's – He's not accurate, and I think it's clear. And then also, I'm getting, the article might be up by the time you hear this, but there's a video of Baker Mayfield throwing against nobody, like a three-step drop or something, throwing through like one of those nets with the hole, so it goes through the net catches it. Mayfield, perfect. Josh Allen sells it over the thing like by eight yards, and he's like 15 yards away from the thing. So it's like that's like the definitive video of Josh Allen where nobody's guarding him, he's not running in circles, there's nobody in his face. So when he gets basically air and he misses the target by like 10 feet,
0: the flip side of that though, to be because I'm trying to be fair to Alan I'm, because mm-hmm. I've seen, I've, I've seen the video and I'm sure you probably have too. Um, and if you want to follow along while you're listening, you can pause it and you can search on Twitter for, you know, either at Josh Norris or at Alex underscore Ko, uh, Kozora. It's K O Z O R A. Because what stood out to me is, you know, what you can see when, you know, all of the tools come together, you know, in what you would call like the highest percentile, you know, kind of throw. Because it's a red zone situation where he, oddly enough, he hooks up with Boise State's Cedric Wilson for, for a touchdown in the back of the end zone. And in the process, what he does is, you know, he, he leads the linebacker you know, to to his left, um, to the linebacker's right, and then manages to throw to a very tight window, you know, ahead of the coverage, you know, ahead of the safety kind of who was playing in the middle of the field and really threading what is ultimately a very tight window that I'm not sure a lot of quarterbacks would be able to, to thread. So, Yeah, on the one hand, you see, you know, the instances where, you know, some people are like, you know, he overthrows the receiver by five yards, but then they end up spending his, you know, 20 or 30 seconds praising his arm strength as a result. So, you know, you have that on the one hand, and then you have these kinds of throws where that arm strength really comes together the way that a lot of NFL teams hope that it will. So... You know, honestly, I don't know if one week of practice is really going to change anybody's hearts and minds one way or the other. Because you've seen a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, and like I'm not trying to bash him, but it's like this is something I've said for a while. Like I even like we're going to do our preview this year. I t- I said last year at this time that Nick Stevens would probably be the best quarterback at the conference. I don't think I was far off in saying that. The way it turned out, he it was end up being Marcus McMarion, which we had no clue he'd be on the roster uh, in the Mountain West at all, coming from Oregon State. But I said, look Mm -hmm. at Nick Stevens and Josh Allen would not be the top quarterback. I went on interviews um, around here and where I'm at Salt Lake. We're talking, just talking college football or other places across the country. It's Josh Allen. They're in Wyoming. He's going to win the conference. They have Josh Allen. I'm like, well, no, hold back because now this kind of a, we'll get to all this other stuff later. But my point is, he, from what I saw last year, I was still in, I still am in shock that he's still considered like number one top first round pick. He, like you said, he can make these great throws, but he makes more poor throws than good throws. And he, there's a thing today from, was it some firm or something's doing speed testing down there. It's what zebra something. I don't have yeah, zebra technology. He threw, mm-hmm. he apparently had the fastest throw of anybody ever. 66 miles an hour.
0: That's impressive. I, I'm
1: going to make a video. So I'm going to figure something out. Like here's what how fast 66 miles an hour is like, I'll find some car videos or car chases or something. I don't know who knows. I'll make something to compare it. But here's the thing I've, when you throw that fast, and he has like not a lot a lot of touch. And I hear people on Twitter, particularly Wyoming fans who are sensitive if you say anything bad, because when's awesome they had a guy anywhere in the stratosphere to be picked this high. I can't even recall. Uh, like Chase Roulet was picked pretty high last year, Gentry got picked, Brian Hill. But the guy's like, Well, he's not throwing these little West Coast offense screen passes. I'm like, and they're, and they're saying that's why his completion percentage is not as high. Which is fair. If you're throwing a swing pass or a screen or a wider, you know, what I mean something short. Better he throws downfield more, which is understandable. But when you have no touch, like I when I covered BYU for a while, Taysom Hill, he's with the Saints doing all sorts of crazy things to get on the field. I've always said he has he had literally no touch. They would not throw a screen pass to save their life for BYU to Jamal Williams. He's a really good running mm-hmm. back with the Packers now. He would just he just. Rockets that you guys would bounce off your chest because it's just too fast. It's hard to even, if even even if it's a perfect throw, if it's chucked at you that fast, it bounces off your chest or in your hands. Mm-hmm. It's hard to catch. So maybe that's why there's some drops. But you got to have some touch to do it. Like you, you need to. I guess it is hard to learn touch. Part of it is he has a big hand size, which quarterbacks love or co- quarterback coaches love. You hold it so tight, you just seem to just force it. You need to kind of relax. Because example, like uh, I'll give here. Not that many people can relate too much like i played water pole forever if you squeeze the ball and throw it yes it can go very hard but it's not very accurate if you just like if you just hold and squeeze not like a baseball pitch where you hold it tight and throw when i did that i would hold it like with your thumb and finger you just kind of rest there then you you can flip your Mm wrist if that makes sense because if you grip it it doesn't go as accurate you don't get to spin with it and that's what i'm saying like i'm wondering if he's just holding it so tight I could I could obviously throw it as harder than I could by doing that way, but it was never as accurate. It was just wildly it was just wasn't as good as it could be for me using my finger and thumb and just resting in my middle three fingers to throw. I use other parts of my body, rotation stuff, which quarterbacks use similar throw to get a good hard pass, or for my case a shot, hmm. when you're doing that. It's the same motion. You have your shoulders pointed to where you throw. You just don't grip it. So maybe he's doing that, but touch is a big deal. If you're gonna chuck it 60 miles an hour, it's hard, and plus, in the NFL, guys aren't open. Receivers are very open. You're throwing to a particular spot in the field. It's, it's all timing. If he if he can't get it, like I've seen a couple of videos. I know it's the only few I've seen, but for Boise State, a timing route, guys open, throws at his feet. He he can make those, but then he can't. It's just that to be a top pick, I've said it a million times, you got to be accurate. If you're not accurate at the college level and guys can get open and you had NFL talent, when are you ever going to be accurate when – Cornerbacks or DBs, or there's no room. You throw it and, ho- and not hope your guy gets to it, but you got to throw it to a window that's tighter than you've ever seen on probably 85% yeah, I totally of your agree. And so, but like, let me go through some tweets. I'll, I won't dominate, I'll let you hop in here in a moment, but I did an article just very basic. Here's what everybody's saying on Josh Allen. This is only after day one, and I stopped because there's a million comments. Like, Mike Mike Mayack seems to be the highest. Is Josh Allen the next card? CJ Wentz. Or Carson went. sorry, I'm looking at Twitter there. Maybe. And then it's all—it's Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. What do they need to work on? And then here's one that's um, really good. It's from NDT Scouting. If you don't check them out, they're a really good place to go find stuff. And so I'll read this whole thing and then, well, no, it's too long. I'll read the second half of it. The newest episode of what must be Season 5 of Josh Allen nonsense is a lot of wide receivers are dropping his passes because they're not used to his velocity. He's like, okay, one, well, I'm... Blah blah blah, and it's um he's this guy's live on side of mobile, and it's not like there's smoke come off the the pig skin when he slings it. He can really throw it fast, yes, but it's also not so otherworldly that we have to talk about his velocity every second of every day. Two, I don't know about you, but I don't want a one-speed pitcher as my quarterback. Throwing with touch is necessary, and Allen needs to learn how to work on his touch. In situations with high-velocity throws, are just dis, um, advantages. disadvantages. Is that a disadvantage? No. <laughs> no not this it's not disadvantages it's us like um advantageous oh. O-U-S. i'm like wait am i reading that not disadvantages it's e-o-u-s so i was like wait this advantageous is that a word
0: well, i don't know i don't think i don't think so you get my point it's not
1: it's, basically it's not ideal that's what he's getting at those those mm-hmm. are not ideal and so in third he's like who cares about drops? nobody's keeping stats which are for losers he puts in parentheses but it's true. He needs more consistency. That's the thing. We see, you see, you told me he makes great throws. I want him to do it more often. It, if you're going to be in the number one quarterback in the NFL draft, you That's gotta make true. throws, man. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add about Josh Allen or should we people just go to Twitter and search Josh Allen?
0: Yeah. I mean, at this point I feel like between you know, last week's podcast and this week's podcast, it almost feels like we're starting to beat a dead horse and you know, we still have another three months to go until the actual draft. True. It's, and I, I just, I just. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And I was going to say, you know, to me, what's really interesting about the Senior Bowl is that it seems like just about everybody from the Mountain West is getting really, at least, you know, the reviews seem to be on the aggregate more positive than negative with just about everybody who's representing the Mountain West in the Senior Bowl.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: while Josh Allen is getting a lot of the headlines, you know, what I'm noticing is that you know ironically enough I mentioned that he had that successful you know red zone touchdown throw to Cedric Wilson but you know Wilson's a guy who's been getting you know a lot of praise for his route running and you know we've talked about Michael Gallup potentially being you know working his way into a first round selection at some point both of those guys seem to stand out they both had a lot of highlights where you know even if you know they weren't always successful. Like there was one throw that Gallup had that was it ended up being underthrown, but it was pretty clear that he would just beaten you know the guy he was up against the cornerback on a on a go route. So, you know while Allen obviously is getting the kind of the lion's share of the the conversation by virtue of being a quarterback, being a possible high round draft pick, we basically can't sleep on everybody else, especially these receivers. You know Wilson and Gallup who seem to be getting a lot of praise you know even if gallup isn't a consensus first round pick you know a lot of people seem to see a lot of things that they like and you know even if cedric wilson isn't a day one pick you know at this point it seems like he might be in the conversation to be a fairly you know like a fairly reasonable day two pick like second third round and Mm -hmm. It's not all about just being a deep threat. He's doing a lot of, you know, short to to medium routes where he's having a lot of success, which we didn't really see that much of that at Boise State. But it seems like he's proving that maybe he can be a receiver who can do a little bit of everything, which I think if you're a Boise State fan, you got to be delighted with.
1: For sure, and here's a couple of things real quick from NDTScouty Again, go definitely and check them out. I'm gonna to try to get one of their guys on our podcast down the road for draft stuff. They mentioned just wide receivers to watch, or no, sorry, looking at the wide receivers. This is heading into the Senior Bowl. Talk about Michael Gallup. He he's, um, he. This is the most intriguing receiver he has at Mobile to look at. tape. He gets a, and here's the thing too with these guys. They don't like they CSU played Alabama. The teams that play like Fresno played Alabama, Washington Fresno guys are here, but Boise State played uh, Washington State, Virginia. They played good teams. So this first comparison is about his Alabama tape was a mix of concerning struggles and some really promising players too. But remember, Alabama had one of the best secondaries in the country. Mm -hmm. He loves his body control, which is very we've seen that all year, trying to just stay in bounds, get those sideline plays he makes, catching those passes that are tight throws where there's not much room to go. He's a big receiver. He competes. Always see him jump up for those jump balls to catch it. Hand strength is great. Does need to work on like just again going back to Alabama, getting off press coverage, which he'll see a lot in NFL and guys he'll be going up against will be as good as Alabama Mm -hmm. in NFL, better obviously, but minimum at that area. So he needs to work on separation. Um, His long speed will be in question because he's not fast, but he finds ways to get open downfield. We've seen a couple of times. Um, So part of it is their big concern is route tree running Mm -hmm. technique because if you play in the mountain West, unless you're going to get it's like, there's a lot of good DBs in the mountain West, like Jalen Davis, Utah state, who was one of the few that could slow him down. Again, you got to have better technique when you're going to be a better talent. And then really quick, um, I mentioned Wilson, which you gave some good stuff about, um, part of it being a big receiver, long receiver. He gets off the line of scrimmage really good, quick feet, um, good route running. Cause he can kind of manipulate where he's going for, I guess, shul- like the hip shakes or, uh, hip fakes. I should say your yeah. shoulder stunts doing that type of stuff. Um, I I guess, it's true speed, so I guess what they're worried about, um, I don't know, struggle to adjust and make grabs that were not accurate throws within mm-hmm. his chest, like the frame, so, which, I think anybody can struggle with that. If I get a pass to me in the chest, great, or within my neck to torso, but if it's, I have to reach out and stretch, anybody's gonna struggle with that, so I don't know if they're nitpicking, but there's good stuff, like, even one thing we've never heard of, like, running backs, like... I think part of it is you can't, it's hard to judge running backs at this place, but at the Senior Bowl, but like there's been nothing about Rashad Penny at all.
0: Well, the thing about Rashad Penny is like, you know, people can see his promise, but at least as far as the highlights are concerned, one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that he got blasted by, uh, I believe it was an Auburn linebacker in the backfield, uh, you know, on a, on a, I don't know if it was a busted play or not, or whether the linebacker just didn't. I think that was like a blown block of some kind because I'm watching this as I'm speaking. But Penny kind of got lit up and I've seen other things like Rob Ring, for instance, mentioned that he mishandled at least two returns, which is kind of surprising and has struggled a little bit as a pass catcher, which is another one of those things that's surprising to me, considering that, you know, he was a really valuable weapon for the Aztecs for most of the last couple of years. It's just, you know, being able to catch a swing pass and turn it into something. But I don't want to overreact to, you know, kind of a like one or two days worth of, you know, lackluster, I don't know, I don't know if I want to call them bad practices per se. Because there's still, you know, what we're going to see in the game from him. And if he goes out and has, you know, a fine Senior Bowl game, I don't think anybody's going to remember this stuff. And, you know, he did clock in running about, you know, 18 and a half miles per hour among running backs, which. It seems to me that a lot of the top runners were very close together as far as their, their mileage. You know, it's, It looks like Jalen yeah. Samuels, for instance, according to the Senior Bowl um, Twitter account, at least among the guys that are listed, he was at 19.5. And, and Penny you know, was fourth or fifth on that list, but they're basically separated by about one mile an hour. So it's not like there's any concerns about his acceleration or anything like that. So you know, maybe that's something to keep an eye on if you're watching the game, you know, whether it's uh, as an NFL fan wondering whether Penny's going to be a good fit for your team or anything like that. But conversely, what's also interesting is that it seems like at least one team um, I've read about is looking at both Penny and Nick Bodden as maybe a potential package deal somewhere down the line. And Because I had read something about how the Detroit Lions, for instance, were had interviewed both of them. I think it was two days ago we're recording on thursday and you know as something maybe their new head coach matt patricia might be interested in It's more of a power running game with with two guys who know how to work together and have done so for at least a couple of years so you know obviously we'll wait and see what happens in the game but you know at least as far as the the skill position players are concerned it seems like there's more positive than negative and even you know, elsewhere, you know, you've got got someone like Austin Corbett who got a shout out from you know Jane Orvell because he's been moving up a yeah. lot of, you know, big boards for his performance at the Senior Bowl. You know, I mean, let's not forget, you know, even though the the Wolf Pack didn't really, you know, have the win and loss kind of season that they would have liked, that they do have a pretty nice recent history of putting Solid, if not spectacular, offensive lineman into the NFL. So if if Corbett ends up being the next Joel Petonio, I don't think you know a lot of Nevada fans are going to complain about that. And you know, on defense, Trayvon Henderson seems to be getting a lot of praise, which
1: mm-hmm. I bit Which too.
0: you know, I would not have expected because we knew that he was solid, if not necessarily kind of a, a game changing kind of quarter uh, you know, safety. you know, he's out there making plays. Apparently he had a one-handed interception against a tight end. And, you know, Cameron Kelly's making a lot of waves as a guy who can play both corner and safety. And they're thinking that he might do a lot of the latter at the next level. So it seems like there's a lot of good news on the whole. And I think that if you're a Mountain West fan, that's going to give you a lot to look forward to when you think about the game this Saturday.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things because... Court, yeah, it's nobody's doing bad. Like even with the Josh Allen stuff, there's a lot of positive. It's just a mixed bag. But they're talking about him, which is a big. Deal. Like there is the thing one of our guy Jesse put out about the uh, media value of in mm-hmm. football, just because how many times are mentioned him Josh Allen being on Sports Center, whatever maybe mock drafts, um, Craig Bull, whatever it may be. Obviously mostly Allen, but he's getting good praise. It's just part of it is the quarterback's the most high profile position, so you're gonna nitpick everything mm-hmm. and anything. He just. It happens to have a few glaring things, but everybody else, like there's nobody that's been like saying, oh, they're terrible. They shouldn't be there. Like I'm looking at another thing on an NDT scouting, Benjamin Solak ranks the quarterbacks after all the practices. I guess they have one more day, but Baker Mayfield, uh, Kyle L- Laletta from Richmond, then Josh mm-hmm. Allen third. And he says, Josh Allen had a good week. He's like, no, really believe me. There's a very real chance Allen came to mobile and destroyed his stock with a performance like those Oregon, Iowa. So, it, it stuff happens like he had a 70 yard bomb, like he can hit that. So it's he just goes through a positive, like it's all good press, like everybody's, but the quarterback's the most high profile. Penny, that's I guess the more negative him throwing, but you mentioned some AL.com article before he's getting compared a bit to Kareem Hunt, which is a pretty big deal. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, you know, obviously, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year is kind of a high bar to set. But, I mean, we've seen yeah. what he's able to do the last couple of years, which is why I put more stock in that than I than I would in one or two practices. You know, any, anybody yeah, can have and a practice, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and also, it's not like the running back. There's, what are you going to do to impress it to senior bowl, really, for a running back? Catching a ball and pass blocking. That's probably probably about it. He can return punch and kicks, which will give him an extra leg up in the NFL to take two roster spots, maybe three because who knows if he'll do punches or all kick returning duties. I'm sure if you can kick return, you can put return slightly different, but concept is fairly similar for the most part. So he can take up multiple positions. We've seen what he can do running the ball. He's behind an offensive line that wasn't great because they're so young at San Diego State, but it's, I guess, receiver and quarterback is where he can get going, but the backs, unless you, he's a little bit smaller guy, so pass blocking, and pass blocking is going to be an issue for any rookie mm-hmm. running back. Like even like Ezekiel Elliott with the Cowboys, who was amazing two years ago and still very good last year, he still has trouble pass blocking a bit. And he's a pretty stout guy from a and would've went up against better competition at Ohio State in college. So there's that's the only couple things you can be like stand out for running back fullback. I don't know what I n I don't know what Nick bottom has been doing. Same thing, I guess. Presumably <laughs> you know just, you know,
0: making making headway yeah. for whoever's behind him.
1: And if you're a good fullback, hopefully you can get drafted because there's only what, half a dozen in the league, maybe not even one on it what i say, every i don't think every team has a fullback they'll just go with a tight end typically if they're going to put like uh, a jumbo package or something together but i think overall like you're right it's a good week like there's been very few negatives and like, let's look at qb where they look at anything and everything they need tie a shoe the right way or you're going to be like yeah, look to that yeah. type of stuff <laughs> so i think i think we've exhausted everything um the game should we mention when the game is if people we want to watch should. it it is on nfl network it is in Mobile, Alabama. It's on Saturday. It's in at what three p.m. Eastern? I, I believe say. so. Yes. Check your listings. I guess I, I I said that without me even looking it up. As talking, okay, one so. one thirty Central
0: some? Time, which should be twelve thirty Mountain, eleven thirty a.m. Pacific.
1: I was close, very, <laughs> very close. close. <laughs> so if you want some football, this is one of the last few chances to see actual football. That um, sure go into it, have some fun. But it's on NFL Network. Check it out and. This draft stuff will not end because after this, you got the combine. You'll have pro days. You'll have individual meetings to work out, we'll be ever we'll be all over this stuff. I know we're doing mostly Josh Allen because he's a top pick, but we got some CSU pieces coming out, Aztec pieces coming out, and we'll be good to go. So let's um let's do this. Let's uh, take a quick timeout. You will hear some sort of adversement, I should say. He like got kind of miffed at me because I said adversement or questioned me saying that, which I know is not correct unless you're in the UK. But Pause for the ad, folks. That's, I'm, that's <laughs> what I'm getting at here. All right. Thank you for enduring that. Maybe you got a drink. Maybe fast forward. I don't care you're listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to our podcast, which uh, who knows? Maybe it's Friday. Maybe it's Tuesday. Hopefully before the Senior Bowl, obviously. But this part, part two, we need a drum roll or something, Matt, but I didn't prepare that. But this is our 2018 super early dumb picks in January. Oh, boy. Which are sure to be wrong, correct? Almost guaranteed, yes. <laughs> People reminded me in our last show about, hey, bring up the fact that Jeremy said CSU in a New Year Six Bowl game. Well, I mean, they've
0: already got lines out, though. So I'm sure that I'm sure they some do. intrepid soul out there has already put money down on next football season.
1: Should we start with those since you mentioned it? Let's do that. Let's yeah, let's do that. Okay. Five dimes put out five lines. That's where five, five uh, Mountain West odds. Or was it four? They have a couple. One, two, three. Yeah, four. Sorry, I thought there's five. I bet he put about a dozen. So I did a quick article, like, hey, why is this the case? So let's start with the first one, Colorado. These are all opening weekend, September first. Colorado minus six versus CSU at Denver, which I'm guessing you you lose uh, Nick Stevens, you lose your top running back who had 1,300 yards last year, and um, was it um Dalen Dawkins? Defense is bad. Two new coordinators. I think that's okay because is nothing special, so I'd say that's maybe a tad high, but it's understandable. Yeah, I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken,
0: wasn't that more or less the line this year as well? Probably something like that. And I mean, it's not as though the Rams are the only one who are losing a lot of key pieces. You know, like the the Buffaloes, for instance. You know, Philip Lindsay's graduating. Um, you know, their top three receivers from this year, you know, headlined by Bryce Bobo, they're gone. Um, and while they do have, you know, m- you know, most of their linebacking unit coming back intact, I'm pretty sure they're replacing at least two starters in the secondary. So mm-hmm. y- there's going to be some transition, and it's not as though the guys that are going to be replacing guys like Nick Stevens mm-hmm. and Dalen Dawkins are are not good. You know, obviously getting, you know, Izzy Matthews for an entire se- season is going to help. You know, obviously getting Marvin Kinsey back 100%. And having Rashad Body, that's still a three-headed attack that, you know, between the three of them, they averaged right around, I think, five yards carry, which is, you know, a pretty good place to start. And, you know, we've seen what Colin Hill can do, even though he was raw as a, as a true freshman, you know, that they pulled the redshirt from him and then he didn't play at all this year. But, you know, I think that he held his own and I think that, you know, the, The receiving game, even without Michael Gallup, is still, there's still a lot of promise there because you started to see them break in new guys near the end of the year. So, you know, if we didn't talk about Warren Jackson that much at the end of last season, you know, my guess is when we talk, you know, team previews and things like that, that we're going to start mentioning his name a lot more because he might be the next Michael Gallup. And he might be. And, you know, even though they don't have Dalton Fackwell coming back at tight end, you know, maybe Cameron Butler is the next to Dalton Fackle. You don't know. So while there are some questions on defense that may swing this game one way or the other, I don't think there's any question that the offense is good enough to to win this game, thinking ahead to September.
1: And also, Colin Hill, remember, he started as a freshman over Nick Stevens because that that was a complete mess, obviously, in 2016. But... People are saying, and he showed he played well, and he would have been the start of the whole year, would have started this year. So he could be, like, if he, he might be better than Nick Stevens. Mm-hmm. So he he came back midway last year, played well, or at least practiced well, and he could be that good. We'll see. Yeah. And just for reference, last year was a minus three for Colorado favored.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I were inclined to lean one way or the other right now, I think I wouldn't hesitate to take the Rams plus six because mm-hmm. – you know, obviously there's a long time between between now and September, but I feel like you know this game's gonna be a little bit closer than that. Where even if the Rams don't pull off a win, that they should be able to keep it
1: close. All right. So the next game, and again these are dumb early picks, but we got stuff to talk about. We want to talk football. Game two of this list, we have. Um, sorry, I'm wrong one here. Um, San Diego State at Stanford. Um, take the money now. Go to a legal establishment and take this game because Stanford's a 15-point home favorite for some reason. That one I don't understand. That is too many points. Too many points. Yeah, because, I mean,
0: yes, they are losing Rashad Penny, and, you know, that's probably a big deal. And, yes, Stanford is returning Bryce Love. But I think they set that line just before Stanford announced that Keller Christ was going to be transferring as a graduate transfer quarterback. So Stanford's going to be breaking in a new quarterback at least. And, we, I mean, we saw what this defense was able to do to the Cardinal a year ago just in terms of being able to make them one-dimensional and really shut down the Stanford passing game. So, I mean, if for as good as Love is is likely to be all of next year, I still don't know that this is a great matchup for Stanford. So, you know the the spread at least at first glance seems way too high, especially for as much as San D- San Diego State has coming back next year.
1: Yeah, because they return their entire offensive line. Christian Chapman is back, and yeah, those um, Penny, but Jawad Washington, because he can be the third straight two thousand yard rusher. That's all I have to ask for clearly, but he's very good. He's had two years of experience because he got a decent amount of carries two years ago, and last year he's the backup. <clears throat> So, yeah, those Mika Holder defense was young will be better. Like Trey Thompson is a freshman All American. So, I I'm not calling for a win right now. I might maybe lean that way, but it's a road game, first week, so weird stuff can happen on week one. But, like I put in the in my article, man, take the money and take me later. Take Stanford to uh, not cover. Take the Aztecs minus fifteen. Absolutely easiest money all year. I am going to be in um, Las Vegas in March. I will see what lines are open and maybe a. Uh, Place a wager for somebody, In- myself, Interesting, or you. interesting. Let me know. Me and Eli Eli are going down there for hoops, so shoot me a text. <laughs>
0: I will do that.
1: All right, then we have the next one, which is – we're going to do double duty on this one. Navy at Hawaii. Um, Navy's 12-and-a-half point favorite. I think this came out before the announcement of Drew Brown transferring, but after Dylan Colley transferring. Hmm. So it's it's weird because it's at Hawaii. Week one, Annapolis to Hawaii is, what, six time zones? Oh yeah, it's a long trip, and you got the triple option. But this is a tough one. Even if Drew, Bra- if Drew Brown were there, I might take well, I might take Navy in this one because how bad the Warriors' defense was last year, and they're getting a new quarterback. They are getting John Ursua back, but they also lose Dyson Mason and juiced. So they lose basically their top three weapons from last year. Exception Ursua should be back in hopefully as good as he was uh, the first half of last year before he busted his knee.
0: Yeah, I mean, the big question, I think, right now is what is this offense going to look like? Because, you know, Drew Brown was a little bit hit and miss, but I think on the whole his numbers from from 2016 to 2017 stayed relatively the same. But, you know, let's not forget also that they're losing Dijon Allen to the NFL as well. So, you know, they're losing the quarterback. They're losing, you know, their, their top receiver. They're losing their top two running backs, actually, because not only St. Juice, but Ryan Tuiasoa is also a senior. He graduated too. So, you know, to me, like, the offense is kind of a blank slate right now because we saw a little bit of Cole McDonald last year, but not enough to really make a judgment one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And you know, we know John Rasua is good, but, you know, I'm still going to have the same question until further notice about okay, who's their number two guy? Who are they going to have on the outside? And you know, like you said, you know the defense was a little bit hit and miss. They, it's not going to help that they're losing both Trevon Henderson and Russell Williams out of the out of the secondary.
1: And the coordinators and coaches are gone too to the Oregon State.
0: Yeah, but they're also losing David Manoa up front to graduation, mm-hmm. and and Mepi Matangi And when you're facing a run heavy offense like Navy, those are the guys that matter a little bit more. So while I do think that they're going to have some pretty talented linebackers because, of course, Jelani Devai is still there, Solomon matao is still there, you know, this seems like, at first glance, not the best matchup for the Warriors in this regard.
1: Exactly. So you would take uh, Navy at this point? At this point, I probably would, yes. Okay. It's just two touchdowns that road that far. It's kind of tough, but maybe. All right, last one before we get to some other stuff. Washington State. At Wyoming, it's 7.5 point favorites. As you see the trend here, no Mountain West team is favored. This one's intriguing because obviously Josh Allen's got at Wyoming and probably, or at least right now, might be Nick Smith since he's a backup and uh, played those games when Allen was hurt last year. Didn't look all that great except for a half or maybe three-quarters worth of football during that time. But here's the thing. Cowboys defense, really, really good still. Really good. Well, and not only
0: that, like I don't – I don't want to make light of the tragedy that happened in Pullman not Mm -hmm. that long ago, but you know, Tyler Helinski was supposed to be the Cougars quarterback going into 2018. And, you know, after his unfortunate passing, we don't know who that guy is going to be now, which, you know, it it may not be a big deal because it's not like we knew a lot about Luke Falk before he came out and started lighting the world on fire. But you know, they're going to have to figure that out. And they're also going to have to replace, I think they're also replacing their top running back as well, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their second best running back and you know, Jamal Morrow, he technically led the team in, in yards, but you know, it was James Williams. I think who ended up leading the team in carries. So, you know, they're not going to be missing that many pieces, but whoever settles in a quarterback is going to have a lot of responsibility on their hands. So, that's still obviously an open question. I'm trying to see just how many quarterbacks they have on the roster as I'm talking.
1: Yeah. But also here's the week one, new quarterback, Wyoming's defense. It's a home game for them. So I would take Wyoming to at least cover the right now at seven and a half, even though we don't know who the quarterback is for Wyoming, because they have their own issues. Who's going to run the ball? They're not very good at running the ball. They have guys, but
0: so I just went to their spring roster and I, and I control find for Mm. the word quarterback. Yes. And other than Halinski, they have six other guys (laughs) listed as a quarterback. Six. Although interestingly, only one of they have a couple of them are redshirt juniors. Anthony Gordon is one of them. Uh, Trey Tinsley is the other. So my first inclination, without having looked too closely into it, would be that those two guys, those two guys, might be one and two. Or you never know. You never know
1: incoming true freshman Cayman Cooper four-star quarterback signed maybe. who's actually went to high who is actually went to the high school right down the street from me essentially or a few miles away here in Utah interesting so um, he's a, their first elite 11 quarterback aboard in a decade to go to Washington State so maybe oh, also they also they have Drew Bledsoe's son ooh is it Drew Bledsoe Jr.? no it's John Bledsoe yeah so I did hear something I was listening to once on some podcast mentioned Jeff George Jr. so I'm like okay
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: (laughs) So there could be a couple. Who knows? You got that guy. You got uh, Cooper here. um, So, yeah, there's a couple of – who knows? It's basically up in the air right now. Roll a dice. You got six guys. They'll be one of them, right?
0: But but that's going to be a really fun matchup, that offense versus Mm -hmm. that defense. Sign me up for that.
1: Exactly. Week one. So tune in for – Probably CBS Sports Network. I'm guessing <laughs> that would
0: be my guess. Yeah, or or ESPN too. Oh, yeah. maybe.
1: And it, who knows? That it may change because TV stuff, like a Friday or something. But all right. So yeah. let's get to the. Um, let me. We, we briefly touched on this before. I did a top twenty-five of the 2018 mm-hmm. teams, and I did a composite, not a composite. but I looked around everywhere, um, like ESPN, other sporting news, SI, everywhere across the web to see who's ranking teams where. How come Fresno State's not getting any consideration? That is an excellent
0: question. Okay. Is it because teams are still hung up on, on South Florida? I have no idea.
1: Oh, power six shot. Good one. Um, <laughs> I, would, I think part of it, because you know college football is, like Texas will be ranked just because they're Texas. Boise State will get the benefit out because it's Boise State. Similar with a lot of other... Teams that have done really good of late or historically like USC always gets that top treatment because oh they'll be back because of player X or player B whatever it may be but if mm-hmm. you're say prime example Auburn back I know it was a long time ago but 2004 Auburn was like I don't even think they're ranked or if they're at the bottom of the rankings they're just Auburn who cares they got up they couldn't crack USC Oklahoma they were mm-hmm. undefeated and couldn't get in the title game so it's like that if you're if you're like say Vanderbilt and you go really good you make it high but how high if your team doesn't have the pedigree, well, should it shouldn't matter? It does matter in perception and this stuff, and so people are forgetting about. For us now, I'm like, okay, why? Maybe there's something missing. So I go through the roster. They bring basically everybody back. Like three, we've talked about this before. What their four deeper running back, McMarion actually gets a spring and a fall camp. They bring back Keyshawn Johnson, other receivers, arguably eight what eight defenders, top four running backs, three offensive linemen, and they were a ten what ten win team. Won their bowl game, mm-hmm. nearly beat Boise State nearly. When the Mountain West title, ten game turnaround, nine game turnaround. But they're not getting any consideration at all. I don't think anywhere the closest I think I saw was like the these teams I considered, and they may have listed five to ten teams.
0: They it's sh- my cons- it's it's my considered opinion that the that next fall's preseason top twenty five should have three Mountain West teams. Three. Ooh. It, I'm yeah sorry. i mean let hold on team... wait, wait hold on
1: wait just, what what minute mark are we here so i can isolate this for later okay <laughs> no kidding who's that? okay boise you mean preseason top 25 there should be three
0: there should be three there won't be but there should be
1: so is that third team san diego state yes it is interesting okay because what would they win they won 10 games this past year again right 10 and 3
0: they did they did
1: i will say there'll be three teams getting votes one team will be ranked, and it's Boise State.
0: Like, it's going to be hilarious when Texas is ranked again and then loses within, like, the first three weeks.
1: To Kansas again, you mean?
0: <laughs> I'm already looking forward to that.
1: <laughs> uh, it's just. It's, it is perception. There's a reason, like, Alabama's earned it because, which I'm just falling into it right now, but they'll be number one. But they returned a ton of talent. Like, look what they did. They brought in the freshman quarterback to win the national title. But it's just unfortunate that maybe it'll change because. One cool thing, like SB Nation did, they put the every they did a composite, which will probably be the AP or coaches' top twenty-five, mm-hmm. just because they went through about a dozen polls. Texas, from yep. quick, Place at Maryland. Watch them lose to Tulsa or something.
0: No, you know what's going to happen is they're going to lose back to back at home against USC and TCU, and then we're going to wonder why they were ever ranked to begin with. <laughs> exactly.
1: It, it's it's unfortunate, but first, like I'm not entirely sold on Aztecs being ranked. Considered, yes. Because if you lose a 2,000 yard back, but who they come bring back on defense, which was a young defense and not even their best defense in a while, I could see it, but Fresno State, them and Boise State return about the same amount of talent. Yeah, Boise loses a uh, Jake Rowe, Cedric Wilson, um, Van Der Esch going for the draft as well. Is David Moe coming back? Or she moved on too, I believe?
0: I believe he graduated.
1: But th- my point is they bring back most of defense, and if Boise's ranked, why shouldn't Fresno be ranked, at least nearby?
0: Or actually, you know what? David Moe is a junior, so he's probably going to be back.
1: Okay, so if they bring back the same amount of talent, they beat Boise, they are very close to beating them at home, shouldn't they be one or two spots near them, you would think?
0: Well, that's that's kind of what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, I think that if, if I were filling out a top 25, like obviously I'd have to go and do more homework when I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. But, I, like, honestly, I would put Boise probably somewhere in the high teens. And I would put, you know, Fresno and San Diego State both within, like, the 20 to 25 range. Because, you know, I think you do have to consider the where you finished the previous year, but also what you have coming back. So even though, I, th- I would say among the three, the Boise might be losing the most important pieces... Simply by virtue of the fact that they're losing guys like Cedric Wilson and Van Der Esch, like you mentioned, but I think they have the track record. First of all, that gives them the benefit of the doubt. I think Fresno State and San Diego State have are just like a lot of returning.
1: Wait, production. Aztecs have the track record. They've won thirty two games in three years.
0: No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that well, I'm you know what I mean. You, that Boise okay. in the over the last decade has the track record of just putting out consistently really good nine to ten win teams.
1: Okay,
0: and. You know, I feel like they are going to be in the position where they're probably having the inside track to the New Year's Day bowl game, which, you know, I don't see a problem with that. But, you know, the problem with the preseason polls, at least as far as I see it, is that, you know, this year it was basically USF and nobody else. And I feel like these three teams, you know, the Aztecs, the Broncos and the Bulldogs, they deserve to be kind of like one, two and three in that conversation.
1: I think. And then, yeah, and then UCF real quick. I did research. They bring back a lot of good talent as well, like their quarterback, most of their line, I believe the running back. They're going to lose to Florida Atlantic. You heard it here first. With a Charlie Weiss Jr. calling the plays? That's my stupid upset pick, and you
0: can write that down.
1: Can I start calling him CWJ? Is that good for Charlie Weiss Jr.? Is that catchy? No, he he doesn't deserve
0: a nickname. He hasn't done anything (laughs) yet.
1: He's two years older than the – they'll be at one point – well, he's not at BYU, but there could be a player older than him on the team because he's only 24.
0: <laughs> that is not a surprise
1: yeah. me. Uh, no, you're. I just think of something weird. But it could be correct. That that That's going to be a good matchup. But they bring back a ton of talent. Here's my bottom part of my top 25 I did. I put Boise 17, UCF 19. I put Fresno State at 25. But I was hesitant. Like, I had Florida State. I'm like, well, maybe. But they had the issues with the guy, domestic violence. Um, Nothing happened of it or charges were not filed. But I put USC low down there, Virginia Tech, Mississippi State for some reason. But. Mm-hmm. I, I Fresno, like, it just shocked me like the people, it's just name recognition at this point, right? Yeah,
0: probably and maybe that's too simplistic, but I do think that there's an element of truth to that, otherwise we wouldn't keep talking about it.
1: Yeah, so we'll see how it goes nationally, I think, I could see because honestly, if you think about it, Boise these teams should be ranked at who are in the group of five, or should be very close. Boise, UCF, Fresno, you mentioned San Diego State Florida Atlantic, they should be pretty good this next year uh, Memphis should be maybe in that mix too like there's almost at least a half dozen teams that should be considered to be ranked at some point or be very close to being ranked but odds are like if you're doing it now how many teams from the group of five will be ranked just the two Boise and UCF probably <sighs> jeez
0: we deserve better but, but like
1: you know. yeah because like Fresno it's like I know we I was bat low on them and so are you just because Whatever, well, how, They won one game last year. Well, how, What do you expect? You know what I mean? It's like nobody's going to be mm. that high unless you're the uh, extreme fan who doesn't seem to care about anything. But that's uh, kind of the big picture. So let's go to the conference stuff really quick. Here's what we put as our staff top 25, which I think we talked about this very briefly a couple weeks ago. We had four teams with a first-place vote. Boise was seven, number one. Aztecs, two, second place with one. Fresno third had no first place votes, but they had CSU with a vote at fourth and Wyoming a vote at fifth. Wyoming, as I mentioned, I think they got every position except for like third and like 11 and 12. And I think third were the places that they did not get a vote. Basically two through hmm. 10 or one through 10, their vote, like they're all over the board. And so those are the four teams and then Fresno a third. We're going to make picks, even though you don't want to make picks Matt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who who's your favorite then? Because you mentioned t- three teams should be ranked. Who did you do you remember who you ranked number one?
0: I do. I'm and I you know, probably no surprise. I
1: picked Boise. As most people did. Yeah. It's
0: Yeah, and I'm and I'm pretty sure I had Fresno two and San Diego State three. You
1: know what the weird thing is? I was the Wyoming person who put them nine, I think nine. Huh. My reasoning for that is and we're not gonna go through every team, it's kind of big picture stuff a bit, but when their offense was that bad with Josh Allen and they lose him and Nick Smith looks brutal, I, even with how good their defense is, I couldn't put a much higher than that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's definitely going to be a quarterback competition that's going to get resolved somehow throughout the spring and the fall, you know, whether it's Smith as the incumbent or someone like, I believe, Tyler Vanderwall is the, is the, the guy who had the rag shirt this year, but he might be in the mix. But, you know, I think other than that, you know, they have Austin Conway coming back. They have Austin Fork coming back. Mm-hmm. They've got, you know, Kellen Overstreet. I think C.J. Johnson,
1: I think, is returning as well, I think.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you can see that this team has promise. It was just, you know, a lot of inconsistency rather than just, you know, outright failure or anything like that.
1: So, going through the rest of this uh, polar real quick, we had Air Force 6. Utah State seven, UNLV eight, Nevada nine, New Mexico ten, Hawaii eleven, San Jose State twelve. Any team you think that should be much higher in that bottom half?
0: I think the only team, and I forget where I rank them personally,
1: but I think Nevada
0: is going to be really interesting going into twenty eighteen because while it wasn't necessarily reflected in the win loss column, you know, and they they do lose guys like Corbett, but you know they are returning just about everybody else on offense, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, obviously Ty Ganges can be back for one more go around. And, you know, they, they have had big play receivers now where they didn't always, you know, in the in the last years of the Brian Polian era. Obviously Demps is gone, but McLean Mannix is coming back. Brennan O'Leary-Orange is coming back. You know, um, Trevion Armstrong is coming back. So I think that there's definitely room for this offense to grow together and you started to see signs of life in the defense too really starting to turn it around and they're bringing back a lot of pieces too um Asani rufus is, should be back to 100 by the fall you know and even though they're losing austin Paulus, who was their their leading you know guy in, in terms of tackles for loss you know malik reed's coming back for one more go around damian baber gabe uh, gabe sewell Nephi sewell kind of came on at the end of the year so they're going to be a really interesting team to watch, and upon reflection, like I kind of I feel like I ranked them probably like ninth or tenth, but on reflection, I kind of wish I had ranked them like one or two spots higher because I think they're going to be really interesting to watch in the spring and in the
1: fall. I think to like going through like who could be underrated, overrated. I think Nevada is going to be the, the most wild card team to share. Not just to follow along with you, but I pulled pulled up their schedule. Things got going, like, even versus Fresno's defense, they put up 21 points, which was pretty good. But then they go off, they beat Hawaii fine, whatever they're not. They weren't that great last half, but 35 points. But the scoring output, 25, 35. They lose to Colorado State, scoring 42 points. Lose to Air Force, scoring 42 points. Boise, only 14, but then they uh, beat San Jose State by putting up 59. Then a decent 23 points against a good San Diego State team. And then they beat UNLV to end the season. I think this offense mm-hmm. is potentially to be maybe the best in the conference
0: it could certainly be one of the most explosive
1: offenses in the conference.
0: Like to me, I almost wonder whether just at first glance, and obviously they're still working on their recruiting classes and everything. And by the way, at least for at, at the time of recording, the recruiting class is number two in the conference. Do you realize that?
1: It's pretty good. Is Fresno number one or Boise? Number one,
0: Boise is number one for the moment. And this is according to 24 seven sports. And so, you know, maybe they unearth another true freshman. You know, somewhere where they need him in the same way that they unearthed Mannix and really thrust him into a role where he shined. You know, I don't, obviously, I don't have any insight whether that's going to happen, but I almost wonder maybe whether there's a possibility that, that 2018 Nevada is, follows kind of the same track as 2017 Utah State where maybe there's a little bit of inconsistency, but you could see growth when you when you look back at, at the end of next fall, like this time next year, that Nevada is maybe on the doorstep of bull eligibility or something like that.
1: Okay. What about – um, hmm. where do you see New Mexico? Because they got a new OC coming in from Arizona. Do you see them being back at the bottom of the conference again?
0: It's really hard to say because – I think a lot of it is going to depend on how much of the explosiveness that running game can get back. Because, you know, for as good as they were on a per play basis back in 2016, you know, they really fell off quite a bit last year. And it's not just a matter of trying to replace Lamar Jordan. You know, if you look at the guys who actually got carries last year at least as among the running backs, the only guys who are coming back are Tyrone Owens, who's going to be a senior, and Kentrell Moran, who only had 14 carries overall. Like, you know, Richard McCorley's gone, Daryl Chestnut's gone, Romel Jordan's gone, which is a significantly big uh, bigger task than it was replacing just one guy, like Jarrell Presley or, you know, Casey Carrier and things like that. So they're gonna have a pretty tall task ahead of them, but I don't necessarily want to count them out because the guy they brought in, Calvin McGee, has had a pretty successful run as far as creating run friendly offenses.
1: True. Uh I don't know. It's they I don't know. I think they're gonna take a step back again. Unless unless they keep like Bob Davies said, they're gonna keep most of their same offense, then maybe, but I'm still another team really quick before we wrap this up. We don't wanna make this like way way, way, way too long. But Utah mm-hmm. State they're at seven overall. They still, despite them going to the bowl game and proving, they were still a team that was a mystery to me because running game was inconsistent. They finally stuck with the quarterback to make not going back and forth with uh, Kent Myers and Jordan Love. I think they could take a step forward, but I They're just a team, like they're just so inconsistent, it's hard to tell. And so that's why I put them probably middle of the pack. And they're probably I'm gonna view them the same way I have the past two past two years, where I don't really know what'll happen. I want to see them be more consistent because they blew big leads, they came back from big leads, they're switching quarterbacks, they go to overtime in a bowl game. They were just they were just a team that's good enough because, and also fun to watch because of how good or bad they may play because of their inconsistency is kind of what made them in, made them very intriguing last year. But I don't have any confidence in vote, confidence in voting them very high.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of variance at play. That depends on, you know, how well the offense coalesces because, you know, they are bringing a lot of guys back. Like Braylon Roberts graduated, Lawan Hunt graduated. But, you know, Ron Quavy and Tarver is going to be a senior. Dax Raymond might, you know, probably best tight end in the conference at this point now that Jake Rowe has graduated. Yes or no?
1: Yeah, Jake. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Or, yeah, David Wilson's graduated too. So, yeah, I think so. And, you know, and they have a couple of young guys,
0: too, and, you know, Jordan Nathan and you know, Savon Scarver, who, you know, even in limited action, they only had, like, what, 36 catches between them, but, you know, Nathan came on and had, a you know, a couple of nice games at the end of the year, and Savon Scarver averaged almost 22 yards a catch, um, so... It's going to be interesting to follow this team because, you know, they're losing a couple of really critical pieces, especially on defense where, you know, Dallin Levitt graduated, Jalen Davis is probably going to be a day one, day, not day one, day two pick, maybe. Potential.
1: So And David Yostier too helps too, the OC. Yeah. So I think a lot will depend
0: on the kind of step forward Jordan Love can make because he was, you know, fine for his first go around, but, you know, he's gonna be the guy going into the spring, I would assume. And he's gonna have an opportunity to really grow with the guys around him. So I can see the potential, but there's still a little bit of prove it in this offense's performance. Alright, let's wrap
1: this up really quick. I told, I'm gonna make you make I'm gonna have force you to make a pick, Matt. We're gonna do two okay, things do here. Let's do it. Let's pick conference title game and conference winner right now.
0: Boise State Fresno State.
1: Ooh, Boise Fresno. Where's the um is Fresno play at San Diego State this year? Where's that game being played?
0: Uh, I believe that game is in Fresno this year.
1: <sighs> it's hard to say rematch. I don't want to be bored and say the same thing as you.
0: <laughs> you this was is, this is your idea. <laughs> it was my idea. Now I'm waffling.
1: <laughs> um, I still say Boise State because, clear, obvious reasons, and they're better than CSU, I think, still, still – they go on the road and they're not probably not going to beat them again because they are still looking for that first win. I, I, I am going to go with you. It's, it's dumb. I'm going I'm to go agree with you and say it's a rematch. I See, would no, he, not he obviously wouldn't be better, surprised sure. if San Diego State gets in there because you mentioned they should be ranked, and so that game will be huge. So let me ask you this: so we have Fresno, Boise State. I'll reluctantly type that down here to save for later. What would be? Well, let me let me your ask Dark Horse you a question. Pick, like, uh, oh, question who's your winner? First. Who are you taking to win? We got to do that too. Well, hold on, let me ask you a question Or should we just wait? Because I feel like we have to. You still with me? Yeah. Who, who, are you going to pick a winner then? Or no winner yet? Just title game. Well, no, I wanted to ask you a question Oh, we must have dropped out. What's your question?
0: Okay, so my question is, who hosts?
1: It depends. Mountain West is having, apparently, discussions in Denver at the moment about the future of the football title game.
0: That's not, that's not an answer.
1: Um,
0: okay, so then, okay, better Boise question. State Who hosts Boise- and is it earned?
1: Oh, um, I say Boise State because the regular season game is going to be in Boise. That's true. So I'm going to say Boise host, and I'll just say Boise is going to win again. Win the conference.
0: Yeah, it's probably pretty boring at this point, but I kind of feel the same way, at least right now.
1: I will say this, whoever host is going to win the title game.
0: This was really riveting. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> I, the I got the exact stuff. same thing.
1: I, I, I got a spicy thing coming up. So okay. if it's not the, let's pick your Dark Horse team. Who would you pick? If it's not those two teams, who would be in your title game?
0: If it wasn't those two teams, well, it's probably too simple. I, so I'm, I'm guessing that I'm not allowed to say San Diego State. You
1: can mm-hmm. say whatever you want.
0: Yeah. That's San Diego State. Saying, saying the Aztecs is lazy, but I do feel okay. like if it, If we're talking Dark Horse.
1: Okay, let's do Dark Horse. I got my Dark Horse. Can I go first? Because I'm probably going to steal yours. Nevada in the West Division. Okay. And in the other division, um, oh, geez, Does does Colorado State count? Sure. (laughs) No, I will do this. No, I will go this. I'll go off the wall. Air Force versus Nevada.
0: That would be a very wild game.
1: Because... We saw the what to do running. Excuse me, I, I should no running back is correct for the Air Force quarterback. The uh, it was Isaac Sanders. Is that correct?
0: Isaiah Sanders.
1: Isaiah Sanders, forty-four carries, one hundred and ninety-six yards against Utah State in his first start. I'll go to My dark horse, Nevada versus Air Force.
0: I mean, I'm tempted to say the Wolfpack because of what I said about them a minute ago, but I kind of believe. I mean, I kind of believe in UNLV's potential. Oh boy. So if we're talking Careful. like if we're talking like darkest of dark horses I I think I would probably choose the rebels over the wolf pack. although if you presented a really strong argument I could probably be swayed the other way.
1: Okay, so who's in the Mountain Division then? Utah State?
0: I would probably say Utah State, yeah.
1: Okay, that's right. And also, folks, we didn't we didn't prepare any of this before to go over notes or who, what we're doing. So both of us picking the same team was just because we did, and we weren't. We we're just going with it. So um, also, one last thing, really quick: will a team from the Mountain West make a New Year's Six bowl game? Yes. We're boring. I uh, Boise State, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I feel like we talked about this before. We we did a little bit. I want to do a bit more bigger picture stuff, but. Here's the thing. They'll probably be be ranked the highest or right there with UCF. And I think the Mountain West next year could be with the American was this year with multiple teams being ranked, like Memphis. And even though you hate USF, it's, uh, they'll be a third team ranked. I think the Mountain West and American will flip this year. That sounds about right. And the winner, not just winner, but it's – yeah, I'd say Boise has the inside track because the – here's the thing. If you're ranked, inside track. From what we can tell, Fresno won't be ranked. Aztecs won't be ranked. Mm -hmm. So unless Boise State loses to uh, one of the conference teams, they're probably out. But I will also say whoever wins the Mountain West will get that bid this year as well. Cool. All right, anything else you need to add since we ended sort of boring and agreeing (laughs) on everything?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was maybe a little bit anticlimactic, but I think I'm all set.
1: Hey, dude, Nevada Air Force, come on.
0: I mean, it's, it's fun to think about, though. It's fun to imagine.
1: It that would be it's a it's a good one. Utah State UNLV um would um should, let's pick a winner for that I'd pick Nevada to win the whole thing if it's between those two teams.
0: Okay, what if it was between UNLV and Utah
1: State? That's your pick. Who are you taking? No, <laughs> you're making. Me...
0: <laughs> well, I mean, at first glance, I would probably I would trust Utah State's defense a little bit more. Same, yeah, I would I would agree
1: unless it's the, the Cam Newton Ro the Cam Rogers show.
0: No. Nah. I don't think
1: can so. We make, can, should we? Um. Oh no, we should do because we, we, we're making T shirts and stuff, folks. Should we make a Carmani Rogers shirt? Hmm.
0: Maybe. I think that's a yes. Maybe. But we. That name we is it not trademark
1: ready theme. It's just. Do you like Carmani Rogers or no? Um, yeah, that's simple enough, right? Carmani Rogers or Camerini Rogers. What should? What's the most? What's the best one? Do you think?
0: I have no idea. We should just put up a poll or something.
1: Carmody Rogers rolls off the tongue, but Kamani Rogers, well, we need Newton too, don't we? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work. We'll work off this. We got time. <laughs> thanks for listening. We're ending right there. Cause we've gone way too long for a show in January. Um, but thanks for listening. MWR.com. Check us out on Instagram where there may or may not be regular posts by you or me, Matt. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. If you want to give us a bucket Patreon, go there, M W C Wire. Um, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. If you want a t shirt, we are making a. we did make a Boise State national title shirt, undefeated forever. Free is good. If you have a t shirt idea, email us at mountainlessfootball at gmail.com. If we if your shirt gets accepted, you will get a free t shirt. How's that sound? Free is always good. And I actually have my Boise State shirt they sent to me. Extremely comfortable over at breaking tea.com extremely comfortable. So look forward to that if you want to buy a t-shirt from us or something. But um, yeah, that's your show for tonight. We'll see you next Friday or maybe Thursday night if I'm quick at this, but we'll see you next time, folks. And yeah, I can't say we're biased against your team anymore, but next time.